learned so much today. Ah, uh, very nice. <laughs> I missed him too. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's it. That's 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 it. That's the yeah. whole. That's it. <laughs> I think because he was looking at me, it's very nice. We missed you too. I actually I saw Lori earlier today because we recorded something else earlier. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, we did miss you last week, Lori. Oh, I really. <laughs> did you listen to the things? <laughs> I listened to the episode <laughs> first. First, I just want to say that I. I talked to like four other people randomly through conversation. They would mimic my voice and they would do the, hey, how are you guys doing? <laughs> I was like, is that, no, it's is not. that how I sound? No, no. That's the weird thing. I don't know why it's, it's a means. It, it, like, it's is that what mean, we did? I, I didn't do that. I think you did that. I did. You yell. You yelling is like, God damn it. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. That's right. You're yelling. That's what you talk. I uh, one times did. I was taking a groundlings class, and we did this exercise where we all go. We all we in a circle, and then when it gets to that, when when the you get to the person, uh, the teacher points to one person. You all mimic their their style. Oh no! So like this one guy, that. he he would always like op- he would open the door and he would like kind of slide in like Kramer, like he did the Kramer slide. So we all did that, and then. This other girl, she liked to tap her belly, so we all tapped our bellies. And as soon as it got to me, everybody just went, ah! <laughs> <laughs> like screamed at the top of their lungs. And I was like, oh, okay, all right. <laughs> You're like a Kathy. You're like a real life Kathy. <laughs> I know. I was like, okay, okay, okay. So <laughs> it's funny because you don't actually yell that much, but for some reason, when you do, that's what sticks. It's memorable. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, it can it can it can part a crowd. <laughs> I think I did the exercise with some people once and they all like were like, Hey, what's up? Hey, how's it going? Like Hollywood. That's what they did for you? For me. And I was like, What the fuck is that, dude? It's cause you're cool, man. <laughs> I disagree. <laughs> I think that wasn't cool. But that's their approximation of cool. It, it was like quagmire. I was like, <laughs> I wouldn't be like <laughs> just start doing other accents. <laughs> Different accents, yeah, that makes sense too. <laughs> uh, well, I guess you guys could do a Wisconsin accent today, because that's where Ooh. we're going. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, hi, everybody. Welcome to Bloody Podcast. I am your host, Maria Felix, with my co-host Lori Roggenkamp, and oh, hey, uh, resident guest. Casham Demog. Hey, how are you? Hey, hey. Oh, hey. Hey, we're excited to be here. Thanks for having us. Put down the aluminum sighting. Come on inside. <laughs> Come on inside. <laughs> We've got another tale of murder and mayhem. <laughs> and, uh, oh, you know, the usual. Oh, uh, <laughs> today, we're talking about Ezra McCandless. And in 2018... Ezra McCandless called 911 and said she was out on a remote dirt road and had been sexually assaulted. Oof. Two weeks later, she was arrested for the murder of her ex-boyfriend, Alex Woodworth. And here's what happened. So, a little bit about Ezra. Ezra McCandless was born October 6, 1998. To 14-year-old, wow. yes, not that long ago, she's very young. Yeah. 
She was born to 14-year-old Rosalina Gunnelson in Stanley, Wisconsin. Her birth name was Monica Kay. So where this Ezra nonsense come from? We'll get into it. Sorry. Yeah, I know. No, it's nonsense. It's nonsense. <laughs> okay. <laughs> if it's from the band, I'm going to lose my shit. I don't know. Okay, okay, here we go. <laughs> Rosalina married uh, a guy named Joshalane Carlin. And he adopted Monica as his own daughter. The two remained close even after him and Rosalini divorced when Monica was 12. So she had a positive father figure, as far as we know. In high school, Monica started exploring different names and pronouns. And she decided that she was changing her name to Ezra McCandless. That's what she settled on. Ezra, I'm not sure if it's from that band. She better could have than picked Ezra, a lot like, of things better than Ezra. Ah, uh, there we go. There it is. Sitting <laughs> around the house. I had to look up for the songs before this fucking <laughs> thing. I'm not going to sing uh, anymore because it's just not great. Sorry, what's happening? I don't, I don't better know. than Ezra was a band for like a little bit. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. I'm surprised you know about them. Aren't they like a 2000s thing? No, they're like a 90s thing. Are they a 90s thing? I'm pretty goddamn sure. I thought um, they were like a 2000s thing along with like Smile, Empty Soul. No, no, no. Good. That song came out in 1993. Wow. That's crazy. We are old. <laughs> I know. <laughs> we're, we're so lame. What's so lame is like, you're like, how do you know about this? <laughs> you should know. You should know about things that came out 20 years ago. Well, Monica Gay was born in 1998, so she doesn't know any of these. Oh, she's yeah, retro. she she's retro as fuck. I uh, I was saying something in class to, yesterday, and I was like, oh, I'm you know, I'm 34, and I forgot what I was saying, but I'm like, I'm 34, and I blah blah blah. And this one girl called, like, literally jumps out of her chair and goes, I didn't know you were that old. You don't look that old. And I was, I wanted to be wow. like. Go, you have detention. Go, go to the <laughs> oh, principal. It was a kid. It was a kid, kid. Yeah. I thought it was somebody yeah. in your, like a fellow classmate of yours. I was like, what no. the fuck, bitch? Yeah. No. Which is it was still a, what you should have yeah. said to the little girl. You oh, should have yeah. got up and kicked that little kid in the chest. <laughs> but I, yeah. What I said was, fat don't crack. That's what I said. <laughs> <laughs> Betwixt, betwixt you eating fries. <laughs> yeah, I was just shoving frozen chicken into my mouth. Fries. Going, fries don't crack. <laughs> fries don't crack, kid. <laughs> Get out. I'm failing you. You're never going to graduate. Get out. <laughs> <laughs> then she chose McCandless after Christopher McCandless, the adventurer that the book and the movie Into the Wild is based on. Womp womp. No. Yes. <laughs> no. Yes. You might as well name yourself uh, fucking Holden Caulfield. She yeah. sucks. Jesus Christ. You know what I'm calling oh this episode? Oh my God. What are you calling this episode? Into the Mild. <laughs> That's what she is. That's pretty fucking solid. <laughs> oh my God. I really like that. Thank you. I'm yeah, sure I fucking hit the volume high for the mic because that was good. <laughs> she's yeah, I had to lower my volume because I went, oh my god, and it like ex- it spiked. <laughs> uh, she's the holding call field of murderers. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Jesus Christ, Ugh. sucks. Ezra wasn't unpopular. She wasn't like an outcast or anything. She was well liked. She was artistic, uh, and she clearly liked attention. Like she just she was, and she was a pretty girl by most most people's standards. So she wasn't like 
a weirdo. She wasn't like Laney Boggs from She's All That, you know, in, okay. in high school. She wasn't like an yeah. art nerd. She was like a pretty art girl. Right. She already had her hair down and her glasses off. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she had already descended the stairs. Right, right, yeah. right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no hidden mystique here. There she goes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, she went to college for a bit after graduating high school, but it didn't really work out for her. So she decided to drop out and she moved to Eau Claire, Wisconsin. Mm. Uh, oh. I don't. I, I think it's not that far from Stanley. Eau Claire is the eighth largest city in Wisconsin, and it has a cute. I don't know if this is one of those things where people actually know this about Eau Claire that live in Eau Claire, or if it's like one of those things you just find on the Wikipedia page. But it says that they call themselves the horseradish capital of the world. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That, oh, that's a thing you know? Eau Claire. From, I fucking, I represent Old Town. Eau Claire. Like, yeah, no, like Old Town. That's what people from Eau Claire call it. Because of the O. No, there's no O. <laughs> oh, then I am lying. Wait. <laughs> it's O I, in French, Eau Claire. <laughs> I fully uh, believed you. Eau Claire. <laughs> I fully believed you until right up to the end. I was like, wait, how does Cash know about a, a town in Wisconsin? <laughs> Oh, he's during, full of shit. During his Turing days. Yeah. <laughs> he repped We Eau stopped at Eau Claire for a couple of eclairs, and it was wonderful. Ah, oh, there you go. That's very cute. <laughs> I have never Is it? <laughs> so Ezra's new in town. She's kind of, I don't know, hanging around. And in late, uh, and it's around late June 2017. That night, sorry, on a night in late June in 2017, Ezra met Jason Mengel at Racy's Coffee Shop. They had a meet cute on the benches outside for a few hours. So like, oh, you don't know what a meet cute is? No. It's like the, the when people meet in a cute way in movies, like 500 Days of Summer um, is one or you've got mail. Oh yeah, yeah. You know where they'll have like a cute like oh like this was such a cute like yeah. way that I saw her outside the elevator. In this case, Jason had a flat tire, and then uh, he biked because he loves his bike. If you want, if you want to know one thing about Jason, and I'll tell you after four hours of his testimony, uh, is that he loves his, his bike and he, he likes to talk bikes. Is he a Cannondale man? I don't know. <laughs> the lawyer would not let him keep getting into more detail than he was already getting about his stupid buggy bike. <laughs> but he loves it. So he uh, he had a flat tire and then uh, in his car. So he biked his way over to Reese's where he normally hangs out. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's after hours. But the one of the baristas, Alex, who we'll talk about in just a little bit. Alex is still there. So uh, because he's, you know, it's a small town. So. Everybody knows everybody. Sure. And, you know, Alex will give... Uh, Jason said that, like, if someone's there after hours, you know, they'll they'll still give you, like, coffee or something. They'll, you know. Sure. So he's there. He's sipping on some coffee. And then he's sitting on the bench outside smoking a cigarette. And on another bench on the other side, 
there's so she he notices that somebody's laying down all of a sudden they had their they pop their head up and it's Ezra and so they just get to talking as people do and they talk for a few hours that night they exchange Instagram info and then that like Jason thought that was it but then like the next day they you know kept talking so after two weeks they were dating it's a goddamn meet cute it's a meet cute uh Jason was a medic in the army. And like I said, he was a regular at this coffee shop. He went there like almost every day. Um, he was 33 and she was 19. Oof. Uh, all right. <laughs> it's quite the difference. It's quite the difference. But... Oh, man. <laughs> she was a girl and he was 33. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, brother. Okay. Uh, within two. Oh, sorry. I said that. Basically, as they were dating and Ezra had, you know, she was, I don't know exactly where she was staying, but she had moved to Eau Claire. Maybe she just got a hotel or something, but she was basically at a loss of what to do next in her life. Mm. You know, she had dropped out of college. It wasn't for her. She moved to this place because it's probably like the largest city around her and she doesn't know what to do next. So Jason offers for her to move in. To his house, she he's like no. you want to move in, <laughs> and you know he has a he has a roommate already. <clears throat> oh wow! Well, I'm sure the roommate's really happy. <laughs> the roommate's yeah. like, dude, don't do this. Yeah, I, she's, ni- she's 19, dude. She's 19. Oh, okay. <laughs> then fucking rock on. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, at this point, like, I feel like. I feel that it's clear from Jason's testimony that he would be at Racy's almost every day for like long periods of time, yeah. you know, and so would all like the friends, the regulars, the Racy's crowd. <laughs> oh, my God. The Racy Pack. They do call themselves something like that. I don't remember exactly what it was, but it was something like the Racy Pack. The Racy All of pack. them should be in jail. All of them should be in jail. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> the Racy Pack. I just Jim Jam. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that you call yourselves the racy pack because you go to a coffee shop all the time oh man that that's like that's the that makes me hate things <laughs> i like to think that they probably call themselves friends yeah just oh just, yeah I was sure. what I, that's what i thought too i was like i feel like these people definitely were living the friends fantasy yeah you know yes. it's a it's a town with like all white people too just like just in friends say- yeah. I was just going to say, one of the things, we love coffee and we hate black people. Yeah. So we're friends. <laughs> we had one really famous <clears throat> one once. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure anywhere uh, in the town, if you just go, you know, somebody told you life was going to be this way. And everybody goes. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. For sure. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And they're always carrying a couch everywhere they go. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just in case. So according to Jason, his friends at Racy's and his roommate all generally liked Ezra. I think, his, honestly, I think his roommate was more like, yeah, sure. She seems cool. <laughs> Great. Awesome. Way uh, to go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it does seem like Jason and the other people at the coffee shop, because you're, you know, you're talking about, about a bunch of people who love to procrastinate. Uh, like they they liked her they like dug her art she was an artist she painted stuff on her car 
you know, um, and all that. So they really wanted her to like get more into her art and be a part of their like little community. They really wanted to be friends with her. Um, and they wanted to help her. Uh, he, Jason also told the show 48 hours that Ezra was wild and kept him energized. Yeah. (laughs) 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 Which is not a good sign. Like what's once you're past, I I would say 30. If you need somebody else to keep you wild and energized, then you probably don't need to be with somebody of that age. But that's just my opinion. Yeah. You're telling the courtroom. (laughs) You guys are kidding, man. She was wild. She's just, oh. she's nuts. <laughs> They're you like, know what that don't always, elaborate. <laughs> you know what this reminds me of? And I'm going to, this reminds me of that jo- Jody Arias. Yeah. Remember when they used to talk about Jody Arias? And I'm going to tell you right now, anytime a guy says that, anytime a guy says that, what I definitely think it is, is that she found his prostate. <laughs> <laughs> I'll put money on that. Yeah. yeah yeah that's always what i go to i go oh she she found the prostate she found your g-spot real fast that's what it is yeah yeah she's willing to stick her finger up there yeah and you're like oh she's wild man <laughs> she yeah. really kept me energized <laughs> yeah <laughs> well besides his prostate um he gave the example that she was she was the kind of girl who liked to break into abandoned buildings to take pictures Ugh. you know why you know you know where we're we know what we're talking about Yes. Ezra mentions her camera too. Like you could look on her Instagram right now and you could see these like walls of poetry text. It's just like, you know, grammatically incorrect notes on her phone. <laughs> and she like talks about her camera and a bunch of them. It's really annoying. I hate everything about her. She sucks. Yeah. I went to school I, with a bunch of people like this and they're yeah. like, we should hang out. And I'm like, fucking died it. No. <laughs> yeah. I also want to know if she like actually changed her name or if no. she like if it okay because no. like she t- reminds me of the type of woman who just decided her name was changed and therefore now yeah. from the re- for the rest of her life she acts like you should know that that's her name yeah. and it's like your name's Monica now yeah it's Ezra yeah it's like well legally change it and I'll call you that exactly <laughs> like, no she never legally changed it it's a lot of work she's still Monica K <laughs> yeah it's a lot of work she's not gonna do that yeah. Okay. <laughs> She's too busy sitting around the house, watching the sun chase shadows on the floor. Like a fox. Those are lyrics from... Oh, my God. That song. What song? They're better than Ezra's song. Oh, my God. I really? will not stop. <laughs> we don't know it. You are literally... Yeah. This is how it's going to have to go. I assure You're you. are going to have to explain what the lyrics are every time. I assure you, one person is listening and they're just like, ha-ha. <laughs> Get him, okay. Cash. If you are that person, please message us yes. at Bloody Podcast. Please do. So we can tell Cash that one person did, in fact, know what you were talking about. Do it and you win a t shirt. What does the t shirt say? Better than Ezra. <laughs> yeah, it's a better than Ezra t shirt. <laughs> yes, yeah, exactly. That I, will, I will use an old, dirty Hanes shirt that I have and write better than Ezra and Marker and send it to you. <laughs> That's free. Hey. It's free, free. <laughs> okay, I'm done. <laughs> So uh, Ezra took on Jason's acquaintances and friends at the coffee shop easily. Uh, and one of those acquaintances, like we said, was Alex Woodworth, the barista who worked at Racy's, Or one of the baristas who worked there. He wasn't the only one. It wasn't like a Gunther situation. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he encouraged the two friends. Uh, that he, like, 
sorry, Jason encouraged them to be friends because he said that they seem to have like a similar outlook on things and similar attitudes, right? Uh, even though he wasn't, he was kind of friends with Alex, but he wasn't as close to him as to like other guys in, in the group or whatever. Um, mm. I think th I also took this to mean that Alex had a history of depression and uh, or or something similar, maybe darker, darker thoughts, but not in like a, a murderous way, just like, you know, self-doubt thoughts and that yeah. maybe Ezra had similar thoughts. And so he thought maybe Alex could help Ezra and Alex did want to help Ezra, you know, just like, I don't know, everybody in that group wanted to help Ezra. So I'll get to my personal opinion about that in just a little bit, but uh, suffice to, to say that none of the girls wanted to help Ezra. No, no mention is made of them, but you know, yes. What yes. a surprise. <laughs> yes. What a shocker. Yes, always be wary of the girl who's like, I just can't make girls friends. Like, yeah, I, I just, just can't. Be... Girls don't like me. Yeah, and just prefer guys. They just get me. Yeah, that means she's either a or a. Uh, a or a. Yeah. <laughs> she's just a jerk. In fact, there's one. There, there is one girl that they interview, and it's surprising to me that there's only one girl that gives is uh, like willing to give her opinion. But there's one girl that they talked to that was her friend in high school. So even before anything happened and her friend and her friend from high school is like, she just really, she, you could tell she liked attention, you know, she really liked attention. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh, okay. So Alex was a barista and he was a substitute teacher and he liked to spend his time studying and talking philosophy. Mm. His takes on the subject skewed to a more nihilistic point of view. Uh, but by all other means, he seemed like a relatively normal guy who loved his family and just wanted to eventually become a philosophy professor. Okay. Um, Ezra and Alex became friends easily, but then they started to grow close very quickly. Mm-hmm. Uh, outside, when Alex would be outside smoking cigarettes and, and talking shop about philosophy and stuff, he would often do it with one of another one of the group's friends named John Hansen. John Hansen was also their D and D game master. Hmm, I kind of like him a little bit more now that I know they do D and D. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, they don't just sit around and talk about the relationship problems. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. There's written poetry painted on walls. I'm still not into it. <laughs> yeah, that's stupid. Yeah. Also, like, uh, I was very annoying when I used to do D&D because &D I would always be like, I'm not sure if this is what I'm supposed to do, but I would like to kill everybody in this game. <laughs> <laughs> you're all this, dead now. And this guy, Nick, was always like, stop saying you don't know what you're supposed to do. Like, just do it. <laughs> and so I think Ezra was like that. She's like, I don't know what I'm supposed to do, but I'd like to run full force into a wall. You're <laughs> like, exactly why? right. You're exactly <laughs> right. Because, you know, they were trying to integrate her into their friend group. And so they wanted her to play D&D. &D, and she tried playing D&D. But Jason would later testify that she would say that she like felt discouraged 
because she didn't feel she was as creative as the others and didn't like and after a couple of times she didn't want to go anymore oh my god you're not you're not give up (laughs) oh my god yeah so she just she just didn't like it because she wasn't the the center she wasn't the yeah yeah exactly yeah so once ezra didn't want to go she often tried to get jason not to go she would act uh no no that's not right i don't like that yeah she would act all like sad and lonely about it. like the night of D would be the night that she got depressed and like lonely and insecure you know what i'm saying like yes. that was like it always happened to be that night and jason felt torn often because he's like i just want to go hang out with my friends but i don't want you to feel bad but like i don't really know what to do because i'm a 33 year old man seeing a 19 year old girl you guys don't like that tactic? <laughs> I'm really into it. <laughs> that sucks. <laughs> so horrible. Early in the morning before he goes to work, she's like, by the way, I might not feel good later. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. I'm starting not to feel good. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. Start start the fucking thing. <laughs> My stomach. I, uh, <laughs> I was at a, uh, a friend's house one time and we were just watching TV and his girlfriend comes home and she was like, oh, she like kind of knew me. She goes, oh, I go, hi, I'm Lori. Nice to see you again. She goes, oh. And she immediately turns to her boyfriend. She goes, I really don't want people here right now because I'm just going through a um, time right now. And my friend was like, well, I mean, she's just here. We're watching TV. We were working on a sketch. And she goes, oh, like, I just don't want people here right oh, now. Oh, my and God. I was like, I was like, I can go. And at the time I was like, I needed to, I was like, not, I didn't have a place to sleep. So I was like, I needed to spend the night. He said I could spend the night. And so I was like, oh, I could go and I'll just stay outside. And she was like, what? And I go, well, he told me I could spend the night. And she was like, I, and she started crying and she like started yelling. She was like, I can't believe you told her you could say the night. It's like, I'm dealing with so much right now and I just don't have the energy to deal with people. Oh, yeah? Was, are you home? Yeah. Are you homeless right now? <laughs> and I was I, I like, thought, I thought I had it bad, but clearly. Yeah. I, anyway, go on. <laughs> so, so then, so then he go. my friend goes, you know what? I'm done. I don't want to be with you anymore. Oh, shit. Oh, what? <laughs> yes. And they broke up. And I go, so can I still <laughs> Whose place was it? It was this guy. It was in Huntington no, Beach. No, I, mean, I he, mean, was it his place or was it her place? It was, I think it was her place. Ooh, yeah. Oh, shit. And, but she was like, she goes, fine, whatever. You can spend the night. But then they fought like upstairs yeah. the entire night. Like yeah. they were just screaming. Like they would do, and they did that thing where I think couples, I've always heard couples do, I don't do it, but where they like woke up in the middle of the night and then fought again. Like they would wake well, up to fight. I have never done that shit. I, I've never, I've, I haven't gone to sleep and then been like, we're still fighting because we're awake. Not us. Yeah. I have like, done that. Not with, not with Colin. I have had to do that. Yeah. That's fucking nuts. And that's the thing. You're not supposed to like go to bed angry. I get it. I think we did it like twice and it was just like, whoa, we shouldn't have done that. That's fucking crazy. How did you yeah. sleep though? How did you sleep that night? Not very well. No. I'm shocked. Not very well. I'm shocked. I was very adamant. I was like, I'm going to make it on my own. I'm going to live in my car. I'm gonna do it. And then that night I was like, I literally called my aunt and I was like, all right, can I come live with you? <laughs> like, I'm, I don't know. <laughs> Sorry. I don't want to do this anymore. Oh, no. I, I have to be the middleman in some weird argument that's going on where, 
And like, yeah, they got, they got, she got like real angry with him. He was a tennis instructor and she was like, you're sleeping with all your, with, with all your uh, students. He's like, my students are in like, all my, most of my kids are in like high school. And she's like, well, I still think you're sleeping with them. (laughs) So it was like really awkward. Yeah, man. Well, I'm sorry that happened. I can't believe the dude was just like, you know what? We're breaking up. I'd be like, (gasps) oh. But he was just done, like, because I can, and I just could tell, like, she was one of those people who just, like, she needed, like, so much attention. Right. You know? And he was just done. Ugh, that's exhausting. Yeah. Super exhausting. Okay, back to Ezra, who is just as exhausting. Oh, yeah. (laughs) In October. I totally would sleep on her couch, though. So, if she wanted me to. In October, the couple discovered that uh, they her and her and Jason discovered that she was pregnant. Oh no! And Ezra, when she found out that uh, she decided to get an abortion, Jason helped and supported her throughout the process. But after the abortion, the couple grew apart. Jason said he began sleeping on the couch more often, and he even went on a trip without her in November to the Redwoods to, uh, to have some self-reflection. So they just kind of were steadily growing apart. Mm. Then in February, while Jason was on leave, his roommate told him that Ezra wasn't coming home every night. Oh, shit. What? It was only a nine-day leave. It was only nine days. But in those nine days, um, Ezra did that and then texted Jason and told him that she was moving out, that she couldn't live there anymore. And she moved back to her mom's in Stanley, Wisconsin. When Jason got back, the two didn't really break up. It was like a weird in-between because they like they started seeing each other at hotel rooms that Jason was paying for because like Ezra's perpetually broke. She doesn't really have a job or anything. So she's just like she was living off of Jason's charity and Jason was paying the rent and stuff most of the time when for the eight months that they were solidly dating. So anyway, uh, he's they're meeting at hotels. And they're kind of broken up, but they're not really broken up. And um, Ezra would also move between couch surfing with some other friends, including Alex, Alex Woodworth. Mm. Uh, Ezra wasn't allowed back at Jason's house. Because his roommate and his roommate's girlfriend, who had started staying there too, had basically told Jason that like she's not welcome here anymore because we're tired of her shit. We don't, we don't <laughs> really like her, and there we're tired of seeing your crappy relationship all the time. I'm sure they were like in the living room watching TV, and she'd be like, "Can I talk to you guys?" And they're just like, "Dude, no." Yeah, or she's like, "You can yeah. hear her crying from the room." <laughs> Oh, yeah. With, like, the door open. Turn the volume up. Drown this bitch out. And all they're fighting. Because you know they're fighting. Mm -hmm. You know they're fighting. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, on one of the occasions, when Jason was at a hotel room with her, he looks at her phone, and he sees flirty texts between her and Alex and her and John Hansen, their game master. Uh-huh. What? Mm-hmm. I've been in that scenario before. You look mm-hmm. at the phone, you're like, oh, oh shit, you're not supposed to do that. Oh, man. 
Oh, you wait, you've been cheated on before? By yes. Maria? No. Yes. Oh, okay. With our game master. What are you, stupid? Because it's a stupid fucking question. Yeah. <laughs> I just thought I bursted something wide open. I was like, oh, we're about to get real here. No, I've I've just I've been in a relationship where I pick up someone's phone and I'm just like, oh, look yeah. at this. Same. Yeah. Really? Uh, yes. Jeez. It's hurtful. <laughs> that is yeah, I can't I can't imagine that. I think I would I that's the kind of thing where I would be like, all right, now we'll both die. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I handled it perfectly by cheating myself. And then I was just like a bad person. Okay. So Jason sees these texts. He screenshots them and he sends them to himself. Uh, they, and the, the, the text, I don't have the exact test text, but the ones between her and John are like she's talking about how she's like basically homeless. She's like, I've been doing all this moving around, so like, I really need to relieve some tension. <laughs> uh, yeah, so so it's stuff like that. And uh, J- Jason confronts Ezra, and Ezra admits to sleeping with Alex, but says she was assaulted by John. Mm. You ain't got to lie, Craig. You ain't got to lie. <laughs> John and Ezra, or sorry, Jason and Ezra, then file a police report against John because Jason's now like somebody raped my girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah. Okay. You know? I mean, it's 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 a tough situation, you know? I, I, you want to believe people. Yeah. You know? Yeah. If so, if a woman says, I, ra- I was raped, you want to say like, yeah, you were. Yeah. So I think the only thing to do is to file a police report. Exactly. Oh, man, that's so tough. So she tells Jason and the police the same story. She tells them that while um, while Jason was on leave, she went and hung out with John and a friend of his at John's house. And then she got blackout drunk, and John helped her to a bedroom. And there he sexually assaulted her. While she was kind of semi-conscious. She also said that the next day when John dropped her off at their, at her and Jason's apartment, he sexually assaulted her again on her and Jason's bed. Well, yeah, because he rolled a seven and. (laughs) Oh my God. Fucking wow. Dude. <laughs> I couldn't finish it. Oh, I couldn't finish it. All right, I'm I'm fine if that's taken out. I just had to say, no, dude, do uh, not. No, was, we're not taking that. That was that's great. great. That was great. I would buy you a drink if we were at a bar. Yes. I'd be like, fucking get her whatever she wants. She's fine. Uh, <laughs> what? That's so crazy. I mean, uh, I got to be honest with you though. It's terrible if that happened. Yeah. But if I'm the boyfriend, I would be like, well, have fun. <laughs> like, f- you figure it out. <laughs> you cheated on me. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm not dealing with this. So then the police question Alex. Because remember, she admitted to sleeping with Alex within, the, within this nine-day time period um, at least mm-hmm. once. Wow. Alex told the police that Ezra had already told him about sleeping with John Hansen 
and that she said it was consensual, but that she regretted it and thus had a plan to make up the sexual assault. Damn, she told him that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Why? Why would she... What is her... Why would she tell somebody that? Why would you say, oh, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna say you raped me. That's what yeah, I'm gonna do. A barista's yeah. like a bartender. You just gotta fucking unload. You're like, hey, man, this is what I'm up to. <laughs> oh, man. So, Jace. That's awful. It's awful. So, the charges on John were dismissed. Jason and Ezra are now still in that awkward stage of, like, being over as a couple, but still talking and probably still sleeping together once in a while. Because she found his prostate. Yes. That's the only reason I can imagine that this guy is sticking with this woman. Like, that's it. There's no other reason. I can't eat every other way is dumb. He loves to be milked. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, then. Where was I? Sorry. Okay. They're still, yeah. they're like in the awkward face. Okay. So then during this time, Jason then confronts both John and Alex together at the coffee shop about sleeping with his girlfriend. He said that he had suspected it for a while, um, at least between her and Alex. But then when all the pieces kind of came together, you know, he, he confronted them. Um, and so he doesn't, he argues with them, but he's not aggressive with them. He doesn't say, he doesn't like be, he's not like, I'm going to kill you or anything like that. He basically, his question to them is like, how could you do that to me? You know, you guys are my friends. How could you yeah. guys do that to me? Whether or not we were in this like weird, ambiguous, uh, you know, we were on a break. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But Jennifer Anderson's point of view. Yeah, because that Ross is like we were on a break, and Jennifer Aniston's like, no, we were not. It does not. Yeah, it doesn't count. Yeah. <laughs> so then, in early March, all this happens, and then in early March, so fast, Ezra calls Jason because she says she needs help with Alex. When Jason gets to Alex's house, Alex has cut himself across his wrist. Ezra tells Jason that Alex did it after telling Ezra. That he didn't want to live without her. <laughs> Jason talks to Alex. Jason dresses the wound. He's a medic. And then he talks to Alex and counsels him a little bit about the self-harm. He doesn't freak out on him again about, you know, this is like his girlfriend or ex-girlfriend or whatever. Um, yeah. He just tries to help his friend. Not much happens in this town. Obviously, it's a tiny town. So like the next day, everybody's talking about the bandage that Alex has on his wrist. Because he's everybody at Racy's because he's working a shift at Racy's, I guess. Oh, damn. He's working a shift after trying to kill himself? <laughs> after next day. Damn. So, but Jeez. Alex tells everybody he also he did not try to kill himself. At least that's what it seems like because it wasn't, it wasn't a, up. It, was it wasn't. It was a cross. And um, Jason gives two conflicting testimonies about how deep the cut was when he first is talking to the police and he's like panicked and um, worried about everything. He says that it was like a deep cut. But then in the trial, he says that it felt and or it seemed like a really shallow like cut. So I'm not sure. We're not sure which one it was. 
Oh, okay. But either way, it was a cross. And he did say that he saw it as more of a cry for help than anything else, whether or not it was deep. So, yeah, that Alex tells everybody at work that it was that he got a um, a steam burn from the espresso machine. That is exactly what I was going to recommend. Man. Yeah. As someone who has barista, that's perfect. <laughs> Meanwhile, Ezra is running out of options of where to stay. And she doesn't really want to stay with her parents over in Stanley because she's like bored there, I guess. So then uh, randomly on March 22nd. Ezra returns to Eau Claire. That morning, her dad, who she was staying with at the time, had told her not to go, but we don't know why. Uh, but I think he knew that something was up with her. And he even tried taking her keys from her. But she took them back and left. She went to Racy's, where Jason was. She came in, paid for a coffee, and left a tip. Then she talked to Jason for a little bit and Jason said that she seemed agitated and that she seemed to have a fire in her eyes. Um, she told him <laughs> she told him a few things. Importantly, she said that she felt used. And then she headed out saying that she had a few things to return to Alex and that she needed to find him. Jason recognized this was weird and rode his bike. Uh, to try and follow her. First, for some reason, even though she tells him that she's looking for Alex, he starts first heading towards John. But maybe it was because, like, he thought he could use John's help. But John moved away because John was falsely accused of rape. So John yeah, that, had moved. Yeah. So, yeah. That happens, then you move away. Yeah. Oh, you man. ruin people's lives. Yeah, he was probably like, I'll just I'll follow the D&D. Aww. <laughs> to Alaska. So then he yeah. turns around and he goes to Alex's. Mm-hmm. When he gets to Alex's, he sees Ezra's like stupid Sharpie station wagon outside. <laughs> and he sees the door open and he hears music playing inside. Okay. So he waits a little bit. He paces outside, smoking some cigarettes. And finally, he gets too nervous and he goes inside. And he finds them both talking like normal, like nothing's wrong. They're both just having a conversation. And he's like, oh, okay, my bad. Backs out, walks out. By this point, right as he's, you know, walking out, the police arrive because a neighbor sees Jason pacing and thinks it's suspicious. So he calls the police. So then Jason explains to the police that he saw Ezra, that she was acting weird and that she said she was looking for Alex. So he was concerned and, you know, followed, and now everything seems fine. And then the police uh, talk to Alex. Alex and Ezra come outside. Ezra gets in her car, and they talk to Alex, and then police are like, everything's fine, cool. And everything does seem totally normal. And that was at 1 p.m. At 4 p.m., a farmer named Don Sipple, (laughs) in a more rural area around the town, had somebody knocking on his door. When he opened it, he found a dirty, bleeding Ezra. Oh, no. She had cuts on her arms and mud up to her knees and was barefoot. Jeez. She begged him to take her to the hospital, but Don instead called the police. That's smart. Yeah. Yeah. On the phone, Ezra said that she didn't know what happened to her. 
And when asked if there was anybody they could call to help her, she said, Jason Mangle. Paramedics arrived and Ezra was taken in for a medical exam and a sexual assault exam. Since she thought that maybe something happened. That's what she told police at first. She's like, I'm not sure. I think maybe something happened. She also said that all she remembered was leaving Alex's house. And that's it. After that, she remembers like knocking, like walking down the road and knocking on, on this farmer's door. She thinks that maybe Alex tried to rape her. Oh, no. Police are unable to track Alex down, so he seems suspicious. The next day, police find Ezra's car out on a muddy road with Alex's body in the back seat, halfway slumped out of the car. He had been stabbed 16 times in the groin, neck, and torso. Ugh, the groin? Oh! I was thinking the neck... Yeah. That's where I feel more sensitive. Ugh. One of Ezra's wounds was particularly weird because she had she had the word boy carved into her left forearm. Oh my god. Uh when So she, so she did this herself cuz she's yeah. so unimaginative. All she could think of was Boy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> boy. It gets worse with the boy thing. She takes it to a place where you're like, shut up. Okay. I'll oh get to my her. God. So she the you know, the, the medical examiner is like these all her wounds are self inflicted. She has wound she has the word boy on her form. She has little cuts uh around her inner thighs and she has I think they said some on her face or something. But yes, and they all look, they're all like superficial and obviously self-inflicted, the doctor says. Then for two weeks, Ezra keeps changing her story. Mostly she would say like, I can't remember what happened. But then she slowly started remembering that Alex had almost assaulted her, that he had pinned her down in the backseat. She said that he blindfolded her, which is something that they used to do when they would have sex, but he was doing it without her consent this time. And then he started cutting her clothes, like cutting them with this knife. Not like cutting them off, just like cutting them. And then started cutting her her inner thighs and, and all that other, and all her, like all the other wounds she had. For the word boy, though, she said that that happened before he had pinned her down in the back seat. She said that he was driving, he was in the driver's seat and had grabbed her arm and like carved the word boy in and she said that it was because Alex once in a while would refer to her in the more masculine pronouns that she used in high school and was like and that was that was it they went from he used to call me like the more masculine pronouns I used to use and I was telling him that I don't really go by those anymore, and I go towards more more feminine ones. And then he grabbed my arm and carved the word "boy" into it. I mean, it's a stretch. <laughs> that's that's yeah. yeah. That's a that, that's a box jump. That's not a. It's some parkour. That's a, yeah, that's yeah. That's yeah. Jesus. Okay. I thought she would be more creative. Well, she's not creative. Remember, but no. maybe she should be like, "Boys, it's B O Y. It stands for." Uh, 
better better obviously better eau claire better eau claire yodels <laughs> better eau claire y'all <laughs> yeah <laughs> um so after she says this on the tape you, the detective's like okay here's my problem with that <laughs> you're saying that he, he you're saying that he was in the driver's seat but he's like and he but alex was right-handed in order for him to have grabbed your forearm your left forearm and written the word boy because she wrote it uh it's hard to say it in audio so if one of you guys can help me she wrote it this way she wrote it so the boy was the boy was in her the b was in her pit right at her elbow pit Yep. And then it the Y was at her wrist. Yeah. They was fa- the word was facing her. The word was facing her. Maybe yeah. that's the best way to put it. Sure. Okay. You know, sure. if he would have carved it, it would have been. It would have been, the B would have started at the wrist. At the wrist, exactly. Yeah. Uh, he's like he. So the the detective's like he would have had to have carved it backwards or upside down. Or uh, and all he, and then he goes and just to continue. It's the stupidest fucking thing I've ever heard. Also, that's there's that. So there's those two points yeah. I would like to point out. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, it's great. It's dumb. It's so dumb. Crazy. So then two weeks <clears throat> two weeks after his body is discovered, Ezra is arrested and charged with first degree homicide. Good. Good. Eighteen months later, in October two thousand nineteen, her trial started. The prosecution laid out the facts that Ezra blamed Alex for destroying her relationship with Jason and decided to kill him, and not instinctively, but with planning. The knife used was discovered to be from her dad's home. The defense argued that Ezra acted out of self-defense, that she was a victim of Alex's insane love for her and had to get away. And that he had tried to sexually assault her that that day. Ezra, during testimony, Ezra also tried to paint Alex as a sadist. She said the two experimented with S&M, but that this time he tried to enact it without her consent. Throughout her trial, Ezra showed no real remorse for killing Alex. What's funny? A joke I can't say. <laughs> oh no. No. There's... All right, let's all think let's all think what it could no, be. No, 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 no. Now, right. to be fair. <laughs> to be fair, we don't know what happened in the car. You know? Um maybe he did sexually try to sexually assault her and maybe it was self-defense. But one key thing from the forensics is that there was almost no blood in the car. Which meant that Alex was stabbed really? outside of the car mm. and then tried to get, more than likely, tried to get in the car to get away from her. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. Oh, man. Otherwise, there would be way more blood in the car. It just yeah. doesn't make much sense. Jesus. And also, yeah. why is she barefoot and shit by the time she gets to Don Sipple's house? Like... She says that her clothes are when she gets she tell she testifies that when she gets away she like kicks him in the groin and then grabs the knife and then stabs him a bunch of times until he stops and then she gets out of the car and and that and then she runs away right but then like when she gets to Don Simple she's like I've been out and like it looks like she she made herself look like she's been out in the woods for like weeks 
Oh yeah, well yeah. she fucking dressed herself up. She's creative when she needs to be. Yeah, she's artistic. She <laughs> yeah. is she's a visual she's a visual artist. So. She's a visual artist. Um <laughs> She also reminds me of somebody who would just take their shoes off at random times. You know, it's just like, I need to feel the earth between my toes. Yeah. She's like, it's been attraction for like my, yeah. my living. Yeah. And it's just like, how about we just don't see your gross feet? How about that? How about we just... <laughs> oh, yeah. You hate feet. <laughs> oh, I can't stand it. That's the thing I hate the most about this whole story is that she was barefoot. Lord, That's the... <laughs> is, is that true? You, you don't like feet? I hate feet. I can't stand. I... <laughs> I have written to not one, not two, but four different theaters during class time requesting <laughs> that they make it mandatory that people wear shoes during improv practice. Oh my <laughs> oh, Somebody's so going to get some fucking cool gifts. <laughs> <laughs> if she you think hates, I'm kidding, she I am hates not. feet and um, people with animal heads on. <laughs> I, I am so, t- I'm not, I, okay. I will handle feet. Like, if, if I'm barefoot, that's fine. My girlfriend's barefoot, that's fine. Although she does rib me a lot by saying, kiss my feet. And I'm like, I will break up with you. Um, <laughs> but she... <laughs> but an, humans with animal heads te- scares the shit out of me. I can't stand it. We one time were in a sketch group together, and this woman chased me down the driveway of, of a house wearing, like, a chicken... I think it was a chicken head. And, oh, my God, I wanted to throw up. It was the most terrifying thing. It was the best. <laughs> it was so scary. I hate it. It's it so- freaks me out so much. <laughs> Don't send her any pictures. Okay, I won't. Save it for when she's not <laughs> expecting it. <laughs> okay. Yeah, seriously. Okay, Save will. it for the next time we're mad. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll give it 10 minutes. We'll see. <laughs> yeah. Uh Okay. That's how you get me to shut up from now on is to be like, wrap it up. Instead of that, just show like a person with a chicken head. Oh, what's, what's this? Why did I open it? <laughs> I saw that you said, I saw that you said something and I opened it. <laughs> what? <laughs> you sent me a foot that was, wa- that's waving hello. <laughs> oh. That's cute. <laughs> oh, oh my God. I think so. <laughs> you... You know what this tells me? This tells me you had that locked and loaded. That's what this tells me. No, no, no. I'm just fast. <laughs> he, he is incredibly oh. fast with the gifs. I'm deleting it from my tweet. I'm deleting it from my text messages. <laughs> okay. So that. while okay. you do that. Okay. Uh, okay. Throughout the trial, Ezra. Uh, oh, I said that. Sorry. She also continued to toy with Jason throughout the trial. Um, on the day that he was set to testify, she wore a green jacket that he had given her prior to like all this shit mm-hmm. and she wore it underneath her blazer as he testified she fidgeted and gave him little looks and kept touching the jacket and smiling and smizing towards him and i'm not um, that's not just jason's testimony i watched her do it uh all right i mean that's not just like what he said in an interview i watched her do it it's really annoying it's oh, really she, rude she sounds awful Before and during the trial, Ezra started posting pieces of art on her Instagram to raise money for her defense. (laughs) Ezra was found guilty of first-degree homicide, and Judge James Peterson in Dunn County has sentenced Ezra McCandless to life in prison with the possibility of parole in 50 years. Damn. 
prior to her sentencing. So after her trial, but prior to her sentencing, she issued a statement of apology to Alex's family, which I think only like fueled the judge's fire because he was like, that didn't sound sincere at all. Really? Yeah, it didn't. And it sounded so fake. Oh, what a bitch. Uh, Ezra's art, if you're so inclined, is still available on her Instagram. I don't know how. I think maybe, I don't know who the money is going to because I figured, I thought maybe or criminals couldn't earn a living off of yeah off of their stuff but maybe i don't know anyway she claims that only money all the money goes to appeals oh fuck that she's using that shit a commissary yeah don't buy that art don't help her <laughs> yeah get that cigarettes. could be yeah yeah don't buy her uh, if it, if we're gonna buy serial killer art buy something from john wayne gacy that man can paint a clown you know <laughs> Yeah, her she's awful. Oh my god. She's she's just such a annoying She's the worst per- type woman. of person. <laughs> What's her voice? Terrible, like? terrible person. Um, she just sounds like normal white girl lady. Probably like Beth. There's nothing remarkable about her at all, which I think is her biggest problem. And what I was gonna say earlier about like her whole deal, because like she could have been assaulted. Either time, maybe you, you never know. But I think what yes. most like most and more than likely happened to her because it is weird that she like went from like just being like a little boy crazy to like snapping and killing one of these boys, right? And what's and that's what it is. It's like she got caught up in the weird situation where maybe you slept with too many of the same people in a group. Mm-hmm. And she felt used because she lost the boyfriend, right? And yeah. uh, the other guys probably all remained friends. But she took it, obviously, she took it too far. But I'm saying that seems to be the, the main reason that I think she snapped. I don't think it was because she totally blamed Alex. I think she just wanted to take out her loss on one of them. And Alex was going to be the easiest one. That makes sense. Yeah, I think she I I totally agree with you. I think that she was she was riding high. She was this young girl who, you know, was popular but wasn't who was like well liked but wasn't like the star sort of thing. And she gets to this small town and she is sort of like the young hot girl yeah. in this group of friends. She's the young hot new girl. Yeah. And uh you know, she starts using that to her advantage and but then she starts. But then she starts doing things that are, you know, not necessarily good. And I think the group then starts kind of. She felt the shift. You know, people were moving towards not necessarily wanting to be around her. And I think probably what ended up happening was Alex was just like, "Look, I just don't. I don't want to ruin my friendship with with your boyfriend. So I just don't think we should continue seeing each other." And then she probably snapped and was like, "Well, fuck you, then." You know? Yeah. I mean. So. She, yeah, I, I don't even think it was that, you know, because there was a point, or maybe it was that, but I think it, it, it was like, no, I think you're right, actually. <laughs> I, who knows what they talked about in the car? She'll never really say, yeah, you know, but I think you're right. I think everybody was just like, she's, but they found the guys finally started listening to the girls because I'm sure all the girls were like, she's fucking weird. She's fucking toxic. Yeah. She's not very friendly. I don't understand why all the guys like her. Yeah. 
She's just such problematic. Just so fucking problematic. Do you think she has friends in jail? <sighs> She's probably experimenting with her pronouns again. Uh, yeah, no. Yeah. She probably is. <laughs> I definitely feel as if she's someone's girlfriend. But oh yeah, she's definitely her girlfriend. Bitch. She she tells her to shut up a lot. <laughs> oh, I think people find her truly because those kinds of people. I feel like in prison, you are just that. That's like the realest of the real, you know. Yeah. And I think her her whole deal is just being the. Superfluous. What is the word? Superfluous. Superfluous. Yeah, just being like that to the nth degree, and I think everybody in jail is just gonna be like, "Fuck you!" Like, I don't want to deal with you and your bullshit. And so I'm sure she actually like hates it because nobody's putting up with her shit. You know? Yeah. Well, that's the story of Ezra McCandless, aka Monica K. And thank you guys for listening. Yeah. Yeah, that's so Monica, guys. She is such a Monica. <laughs> oh, Let's be honest with you. There it is. Well, Ezra, it was good living with you. Aha. It was good. Aha. Okay, everybody, have a good night. <laughs> good night. All right. <laughs> there we go. And again, message us at Bloody Podcast on Instagram if you understand what the hell Cash just said. And yes. want a free t shirt. <laughs> <laughs>